Hi, I'm Beck Rayner, and this is the Military Wife Life Podcast, a podcast that celebrates, empowers, supports, and embraces the spouses behind the military members by building connections, acknowledging our strength, focusing on self-care and our mental health. Let's do this together. Want to join a bank that just gets Defence Life? Defence Bank is one of Australia's largest customer-owned banks. They have 33 on-base branches across Australia, an award-winning banking app that allows you to do all your banking wherever, whenever, and Defence Bank offers competitive products and services tailored for ADF members and defence spouses. Visit defencebank.com.au today and see how easy your banking can be. Welcome, Leanne, Executive Officer of the Defence Bank Foundation. Hi, Beck. Thanks for coming on the podcast and telling us all about the Defence Bank Foundation and the great work that's being done through the foundation. Can I guess to start off with, can you tell us a little bit about the Defence Bank Foundation? The foundation has been set up entirely with the purpose of giving back to a very special defence community. It's something that Bank really has had its heart set on, is making sure that we do something meaningful to give back to the people who look after us. So we started looking around for programs that were really making a difference to people who were in the defence community and we came across this Defence Community Dogs program. The Defence Community Dogs program is helping veterans who are suffering from PTSD and other similar sorts of conditions and it's making a big difference to their lives and their family lives. And like you mentioned, it, it's a great cause, but there's, there is a wide range of causes to support within the defence and veteran community. Why was it important to support a program like the Defence Community Dogs Program? We wanted to do something that was making a really tangible difference to individuals. There are a lot of veteran support organisations out there, as I'm sure all your listeners would know. There are literally thousands of support groups providing different sort of services. We wanted to make sure that we were doing something that we could really see the outcomes and put our hand in our heart and say we're making a difference. Look, we did look at a number of causes and it's not to say that all those causes are really really worthy we just wanted to make sure we found a gap that was helping people who really needed some help in the defence community and that's why we chose this program we found a way that we could help veterans that no one else was doing can you tell us a little bit about the defence community dogs program obviously people who have listened into the podcast would know from the stories that we've heard from spouses how receiving a dog how their veteran receiving a dog has impacted their veterans life and their family life but um, can you tell us for those that don't know about the community dogs program what exactly the program is all about and how it sort of works you've talked about the impact of the dogs on the the lives of the families of the veterans but there's a little bit more to this story that we thought was really unique and that is the dogs that come into the program are rescue dogs so a really nice component of this is that we're getting dogs that otherwise would have gone to pounds been euthanized may not have had a particularly nice life they've all been surrendered from their families so we get dogs who want a job and want something to do so they actually get another chance at life we're training the dogs through correctional centers throughout australia so the dogs are going in and helping inmates rehabilitate we're getting some really good feedback from the inmates and we're also getting very good feedback from corrective services around recidivism rates we have a zero recidivism rate within the inmates who are training the dogs and we're getting a lot of feedback from the inmates saying that it's helping them. They know that they've done something wrong, but this helps them reconnect and to 
debilitate and to get a sense of purpose again. And they leave jail actually having done something. And this all happens even before we get to the story of the veteran getting the dog. So for those of you who are a little bit more familiar with the program, you might have heard us talk about the three wins. So we talk about a win, 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 a win for the rescue dog, a win for the inmate who's getting a rehabilitation program and a win for the veteran who gets the dog. And as you have directed us to, the wives and the families are finding this program really valuable as well. So we keep getting these extra wins that are added to the story, which is really, really lovely. You can't seem to go wrong with the fact that yeah, before the dogs even make it to the family's home and the veteran's home, they've had such a huge impact within the community, not only for being able to rehome the dogs and give them another chance, give the inmates who are training them another purpose and help rehabilitate them in the correctional centres. But then also they then go on to create even more impact when they actually get matched with a veteran and, and go to that home. Can you talk about what sort of impact they have once they do get matched with a veteran? We see quite a lot of benefits in different in different areas depending on where the need is with the veteran. A lot of the veterans who come to us have gone through stages of withdrawing from the communities and, and struggling with that family connection as, as they've tried to deal with their conditions they have withdrawn. And one of the biggest differences we see once they get a dog is they've suddenly got purpose, they've got someone to focus on and the dog has got their back. Now that's a lot of words. What does that actually mean? It actually means you've got to get up in the morning. You've got to get back into a routine. You can't just lie around all day. You've got to get up. You've got to take that dog outside. You've got to feed it. You've got to take it some some exercise. It sounds like lots of jobs, but it's actually it's fun and it starts to give individuals purpose again. It gives the family some focus. It gives them someone to actually go to a doctor's appointment to actually get out and about instead of wives having to always be the person who's accompanying individual veterans. We've also had a lot of wives say that they've just frightened to leave the home because they're just not sure what state their veterans going to be in if they go away from home too long. We've actually had wives say that they've been able to go back to work. They're actually able to leave the leave the home by themselves. So that in itself is another step. Just having that companion, but then someone in an assistance dog that can help them get out and about and actually start to reconnect. And we start to see that fairly quickly and almost to the amazement of a hundred percent of our recipients who will ring up a few weeks later and just go, "I need." this dog could help but I did not realise how secluded my life was and how much this dog has made me get out and actually start to get confidence again. It's huge and of course the dogs are provided free of charge for the veterans and the, and the families which is huge because a, a lot of time and money does go into training the dogs. These dogs are trained to the same level as a guide dog. They are worth between thirty dollars and $40,000 a dog. Thanks to inmates and a lot of other sponsors and donors, we're able to keep that cost right down. But the purpose of the foundation is to meet that shortfall of the cost. At the end of the day, we still need to rescue a dog, get it into good health. And quite often a rescue dog has been not looked after to 
as best as it could be. So it takes a little while to lose a bit of weight, get the, the vaccinations up to date, get their coat back into order before they even start training. They've got to be fed, given equipment, toys. So for those of you who've got a pet dog at home, you know how much that costs every year. This is then the specialised equipment and all the other bits and pieces that go on top of it. But it is the wish of the foundation to provide that to veterans at no cost. And that, that is why the foundation gets out there and goes, look, if, if people would like to supporters in some way then that's great. Nine out of ten defence spouses wish they found out about Defence Bank sooner. Okay I might have just made that up and they do sponsor my podcast but I've checked them out and I think they're worth a look just for their banking app alone. It's award-winning, has cool features like fast same-day payments, card alerts and controls and pin change functionality, savings roundups, Apple Pay, Google Pay, Fitbit Pay, Garmin Pay, the list goes on. Oh and if you really want to go to a branch you can. There are 33 on-base branches across Australia. Banking as a defence spouse doesn't have to be hard. For more info, visit defencebank.com.au. And so how many veterans have received a dog through the program and obviously been able to benefit from all that comes with having an assistance dog? We've had over 50. It must be getting close to 60 now. We couldn't have graduations in, in the middle of COVID, but we've been madly holding graduations over the last six months or so. So last count, I think we must be about 58, so very close to nudging 60. We only graduate a couple of dogs at a time. The purpose of the program is not to provide lots and lots and lots of dogs with a little bit of training. This is about providing really good quality dogs that are trained to the highest level to make sure that veterans are getting every bit of benefit from a really stable, well-trained dog. And like you mentioned, it's a win-win-win, but it has that flow and effect that spouses that may have been really unsure of what state their veteran is going to be in, whether they can leave them, whether they can even go to work and carry on with their day-to-day. Are the spouses ready for the impact that they're going to have? Obviously, they hope that they're going to have that sort of impact, but has it been a surprise to some of the families and the spouses when they've obviously given you feedback about how much of a difference it's made for their lives, not only the veteran's life? Yes and no is is the answer. I'll explain that. There is a lot of time that we put into making sure that the whole family are understands what's going to be required and what impact the dog's going to have. So whether that's from a routine point of view, having you think about how the dog will fit into their life, their family routine, that is all part of that selection and matching process. We put a lot of time into making sure that if it's an act, if you've got an active family with young children, are you getting a dog that's really good with children and is happy to be active or have you got a family that's quite so? So we do a lot of chatting about that. And We also spend a lot of time talking to the wives about accepting the dog in the house. Um, obviously, it's another it's another animal in the house. They need to be happy. But there, there's been a lot of feedback around how the dog very quickly bonds and becomes the veteran's best friend. And I, I'll say wise, we have got women who have got the dogs. The majority of our recipients are, are men. But we'll talk about the wives feeling a little displaced almost at the start. And I, I think the last two recipients you've spoken to have talked about it as well. All of a sudden, they've had no one in their life and now they've got a dog who, who loves them and has their back and is their best friend and for a little while they're almost the poor wives are a little bit taken aback they've been the primary carer and 
this whole, this huge burden of how much work they've had to do is taken off them a little bit, but it's mourned a, a little way. So we do talk to them about that. We get them to talk to past recipients' wives so they understand that that's a normal part of the process. But then when they come out the other side, we overwhelmingly get feedback along the lines of, and let me paraphrase, I agree to get this dog because we had tried everything else and I wanted him to try, but I just had no concept of how much that would relieve me of the stress and the pressure. And I had no idea that this dog would help get the kids to talk to him again and actually let us go out and about. And I've got stories for families who've said, look, we haven't been out to anything for years and we went to the school fake. She was absolutely dreading it because it often ends in tears and he wants to leave immediately. And she said, I had the best day ever. They actually stayed there. He was comfortable with his dog. The kids went on rides, did stuff. And they actually had a first normal family day in years so that's sort of the impact that we hear a lot of and that's what you cannot explain to anyone at the time they get their dog because every family experience is different but as long as they're getting those sorts of results we're very very happy to get those stories. Can you tell us a little bit about what some of the things are that the dogs actually do once they're placed with a family like what are some of the things that they help alleviate for the veteran? We find that a lot of our recipients report that they had night terrors and anxiety attacks. So one of the key things that we teach the dog are interrupters. And what they actually do is the dog becomes very, very intuitive to when the veteran has an anxiety attack coming on or if they're having a night terror. We have quite a few veterans that it, who have told us that before they actually get to the point of being in a full-blown anxiety attack or having a night terror that they just cannot get back to sleep from the dog will wake them up and over time the dog does learn quicker and quicker when those come on that actually ends up in quite a few veterans have gone from having no sleep or one or two nights sleep a month to actually having months on end where they can actually sleep that's got an enormous impact as anyone knows who's had a bad night's sleep that's got an enormous impact so do the anxiety attacks it actually if they can they can be caught quickly then it's much easier to recover in some instances we've had veterans say that the dogs picked up that they're about to have an anxiety attack in a public area and they actually would pull them out of that space so that they're not caught in an area surrounded by people. A lot of veterans will use their dog to help scour a room or an area to make sure it's safe before they go into that room. The biggest thing that it does give individuals is the confidence that someone's got their back that they could get on public transport again that they can go to a hospital that they can go to any place they need to in their day-to-day -day, and they have got someone to have their back. To others that haven't been through having someone in their life who is uh, experiencing these mental health challenges or PTSD, they obviously can never fully understand the impact that these dogs are having, but they are quite literally saving people's lives. These families are at the point where they've tried everything and the dogs are sometimes their last hope. They're saving people's lives and they're, they're actually really helping families as well. We, when we first meet a family and a veteran who has applied for a dog, it's very frequent that that family's put up a brave face. The veterans normally thinks he's a lot better than he is, doesn't think that anything else can, can help. Uh, it isn't until down the, the track that you really hear once that difference is made of, oh, hang on, I thought three, three nights sleep a month was 
normal. I didn't realise that I could get some normality back again. They often don't realise that they haven't been connecting with family and friends because that's been a really slow process of withdrawal. We quite often hear a veteran, and this happens with almost every veteran before I hand over, I don't deserve a dog. Um, there's other people who are, are worse off. In fact, they're in a pretty bad place and quite often don't, don't recognise it. So those dogs are really helping and quite a lot will come back later. And it's really hard to admit, and I still don't know how some of them do it, to actually say, hey, I've tried to take my life three times. I've tried to take it many, many times and I never told my wife before getting the dog. But the dog has stopped me three times and I know I can't do it anymore. Those eyes look at me, I can't get away, someone's with me. And that has been seen many times. Do you find that it is the spouse that is kind of doing the research and looking into the program and then passing it on to the veteran or making contact, initial contact to get the information to be able to present it to the veteran as an option for them? Partners and wives are integral to making the connection. I'd say 75% of contact is made by the wives even if, if that isn't directly it's quite often the wives and the partners who go hey you need something you need something else or I've just had enough hospital visits or we've been on this medication for so many years it's not working our family dynamics aren't working we have got to try something else you love dogs you've had dogs in the past why don't you have a look at this and they will generally get some information they've got to be 100 percent on board there's no there's no point in someone getting a dog with their family aren't 100 percent on board it is a big commitment but having a support network a wife or, or friends who go hey have a look at this is really critical to help veterans who are, are really stuck in this rut of seeing a way to get out of it and so how much has been donated via the Defence Bank Foundation for the program? Defence Bank Foundation has actually provided hundreds of thousands of dollars to support this program over the last seven, nearly eight, eight years now. It's certainly not a, not a cheap program. There are many facets to it. Uh, I've also got to acknowledge the many sponsors and donors who've helped cover the costs of rescuing and, and feeding the dogs at the initial at the initial phase of this program. So it's, it is an intense program, but we're getting the results. So we absolutely think that it's worth the money that gets put into it. In fact, the bank has recently decided to develop a credit card to help give us some more funds to continue to expand the program. They've done that by launching a new credit card. And what's going to happen with that credit card is they've made sure that it's a really, really low rate so that families can keep up any payments with it. But what they're doing is with the annual fee, they're making sure that half of that comes directly to helping the program so we can put it back into helping veterans with this with this really worthy cause and keep getting the results that we're getting. Which wouldn't be possible without the the donors and the foundation and now that extra boost through the half of the fee from the credit card going towards the program. Absolutely. It takes a little bit from everywhere to make the whole program work and that's exactly what's happening. What would you say to a veteran who, like you mentioned, might be thinking there's someone else that has it worse and deserves a dog over me. Maybe there's a, they, they're thinking there's a waiting list because what they're experiencing has become so normal to them that, that they don't actually see while they're in it how bad things have gotten. What would you say to the veterans who you know are on the fence and maybe haven't considered it but actually really need it? Look into the program. It certainly is a very good option, particularly if you 
are someone who loves who loves animals, you want that sort of support and things we've talked about today about reconnecting with your family, reconnecting with your community and having a dog as part of that is something that you think could really work for you. I know everyone keeps saying, please don't think that you don't deserve it. That's exactly what we're here for. We're here for every veteran deserves it. You've all served your country. You all deserve to have something back and you deserve to have the help that is best going to suit you. This is another one of those options. If this sounds like it's an option that's going to work for you, please reach out and, and please ask us for some more information. We'll walk you through the process. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Leanne, and telling us all about the Defence Bank Foundation and Community Dogs Program and the great work that obviously both those organisations are doing. I so hope you are able to relate or take something away from today's episode. There are definite ups and downs to military life, but let's get the conversation happening so we can see that we are all in this together. We are all just doing our best. So until next week, you got this. Let's do this together one day at a time. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode has touched you, helped you, or given you that extra confidence to keep going, to continue to hold down the home front, to continue to do all the things, I would so appreciate it if you could pop into Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review, a comment about what you would like to hear more of, or just some encouraging words. If you want to suggest a guest, I am always looking for new people to talk to. You can do that by jumping over to the website www.militarywifelife.com.au and clicking on our podcast page. I would love to hear from you. 